You are listening to the In Her Flow podcast with Gina and Serena. We created this podcast to help you nurture and connect to your flow, whilst also reducing the stigma and shame surrounding periods. Each week, we will share episodes that explore conversations with female health practitioners, industry expanders, and everyday women. We are so grateful that you're tuning in to today's episode. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to our first episode on the In Her Flow podcast. We're super excited to finally be recording and bringing this to you guys today. We thought we'd have some fun in our first episode and introduce ourselves and give each other some cheeky little questions so you can get to know us and know our story a little bit better. So I'm sitting here with Gina and... Hello everyone. (laughs) Do you want to start us off, Gina, and... I guess, tell me why you wanted to create In Her Flow. Mm, yeah, great first question. Um, so I guess my mo- main motivation for doing this podcast is primarily to remove the stigma and taboo surrounding periods mm. and to really create awareness over the wisdom that lies within your menstrual cycle so that women can feel empowered and truly accept and embrace themselves. Love it. Yeah, so yeah, I guess, you know, periods are such a vital part of being a woman and yet they're oftentimes suppressed and dreaded or just overall negatively perceived. And I just think it's time to change that, you know, by rejecting our periods, we are rejecting part of herself. That's, you know, such a vital part of being a woman. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really just time to start changing that dialogue that we have with periods. Yeah, I think as a woman as well, it's not something that just happens once a year or once every few years well hopefully for most women there it's not Mm. happening once a year but (laughs) yeah yeah for yeah definitely rejecting your period it's yeah it's a really good point so many women reject their period and you're gonna have so many across the lifespan as well absolutely it's something we have literally once a month Mm. for most of our lives like it's something that needs to be understood better and it's such an intelligent process yeah um and it's such a time where we're more intuit- intuitive and connected to ourselves and that's something that should be cherished yeah it's beautiful yeah absolutely it. <laughs> yeah haven't always thought that way but definitely do now and yeah i'm keen to share a little bit more about that yay yeah all right so i'll get a question for you out of a beautiful <laughs> cute little hat here <laughs> Um, so what I've got for you is, mm, what do you like most about your period? Oh, what do I like most about my period? I think I love that. And this is only, this is only a recent thing that I've been doing in the last maybe five or six months, especially in light of COVID where I can really come into myself is cycle syncing and basically really being in touch with how my weeks change according to where I'm at Mm. in my cycle So I love that I kind of have an understanding and know exactly how I'm going to be feeling and well, not all the time, but most of the time I can look at my energy and my creativity and it allows me to sort of change my weeks up a lot. So brings a little bit of spice into my life. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Especially when life in the last few months hasn't been overly exciting. It just, yeah, it allows me to really like hone in on where I'm at in the month and kind of plan my month around that, which... Yeah, I love I love that. Like, no offense to the men, but they don't necessarily need to do that. So, yeah, I love I love that about my period. Mm. And yeah, in terms of my actual period, like my bleed, 
I'm usually a very busy person, as you know. Mm. I organize, <laughs> organize a lot. Two weeks in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Smash out a lot in the week, which isn't always the best for my health. But I think having my actual bleed is a time that I can really come into myself and mm. let yeah. the introverted side of myself out and just really be at home and not plan a lot and watch more Netflix and be really cozy and yeah it's a it's a time to really incorporate self-care and be able to say no to a lot of social dates which I yeah I'm still trying to get my boundaries better in terms of saying no so Mm. I don't just burn myself out and yeah I yeah I I really love that about my actual bleed that I can really just come home to myself and just push the outside world away (laughs) which is really nice yeah absolutely it's like like this time where you just nest inside and you just really yeah take time for yourself and then when you go you know get past the stage it's almost like this invitation and this encouragement to get out out of the house and especially with COVID you know doing a bit more things whether that's being productive work-wise or get going out for a walk or yeah you know seeing some friends through you know I know we caught up during COVID when we had lockdown in, yeah. in our cars and yeah <laughs> so that we, was amazing <laughs> we had our car date we had a car date we, we parked out when we when we couldn't be too close to someone we literally Gina and I literally took our cars down to this beautiful lake uh Narrabeen Lake and we sat in the Wind seat side down. by side and had a little car day. <laughs> it was so good. It was great. It's like, you know, social distancing, kind yeah. of outside, but still like warm. Yeah. It was middle of winter. Yeah. yeah Love that. And you also, I guess, after, after that period of bleeding, you, it's like you come out and you're fresh. It's like a whole new fresh mm-hmm. month ahead and you've let everything go from the last month and... Yeah, I, lo- I love that feeling where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm rebirthed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Here I am. Absolutely. If you feel really healthy, mm. yeah, really rejuvenated. I love yeah. that about that. Yeah. Vibrant. Vibrant. <laughs> Vibrant yeah. young women. You're glowing. <laughs> totally. All right, my next question for you, Gina, is what, what do you wish you knew when you were younger about being a menstruating woman? Mm, yeah, this is a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing for me would be to tell myself that this is actually a really powerful time of yeah. the month and to celebrate this initiation, which I definitely didn't do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, yeah, I was really hard on myself, I think, when I first got my period. So I think really reminding myself to take it, the journey one step at a time, not get yeah. too freaked out because it's blood and it's something that can be painful, but really to be more inquisitive about it and yeah. try to find out, um, you know, more about the cycle and those kind of aspects, which I guess, you know, as a 12 year old, you probably don't have that, um, you know, that curiosity yet. Yeah. You're more freaked out. And yeah, I think it yeah. would have been such a better experience if I had known a little bit more and just been a little bit more gentle with myself and yeah didn't take it so seriously yeah 100% well I guess Mm. now like what we've both been bleeding for nearly well over 10 years oh more than 10 years like 13 years yeah Yeah, like a long time yeah so there's a lot of hindsight Mm. (laughs) there's a lot of hindsight Yeah. yeah definitely absolutely and yeah it takes a long time to I think really 
start to get familiarized with it and start to get mm. to know your body so you know when you're a little teenager or not even a teenager you yeah. just have you're so overwhelmed you have no yeah. clue and if you don't have a parent who's giving you all this in, these instructions and kind of taking the lead on this and helping you out it's hard it's a hard thing to embrace yeah there's also so much going on like you're getting pubes and you're getting underarm hair you're not sure whether you should be shaving your legs yet or waxing I know that was the biggest argument with my mum as I was like I just want to shave my legs and she was like no you're waxing your legs (laughs) and then you get your period and you're like oh my god there's so many things going on and it's all yeah it's it can be a bit overwhelming yeah and hormones like you just you don't want any of that extra those extra hassles Mm. in your life yeah Mm. it's just too much too much at once yeah yeah absolutely yeah Mm. Right. Next question. Yep. How did you feel when you first got your first bleed versus now? That's a nice oh, leading up question. Yeah. Um, when I got my first period, I was, I knew it was coming. Me and mum had spoken about it. It wasn't like something I had no idea was going to come. But I remember mm. I was at my friend's house and... I went to the bathroom and I got my period and part of me was really excited. I was like, yes, like I'm becoming a woman now. Like it's all happening. Oh, I love that for you. Yeah. But then I also yeah. remember being really sort of rattled by it. And I was, I was sitting on the toilet and I remember, I literally remember my hands like shaking cause I was, Aww. I don't know if it was like an excitement or a fear or just this whole new change where I was like, whoa, like my whole life is changing. Yeah. But that's what it feels like. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm. But I, I, I wish my mum, when I was younger, I wish my mum had kind of spoken to me a little bit more about it and given me more education mm-hmm. around it. Yeah. And I know with my first period, I was, yeah, I was definitely really nervous. I remember she gave me, she gave me my first tampon and I was <laughs> like, oh, I don't want her to know that like I'm putting my fingers in my vagina. I'm like, <gasps> oh, it's so innocent. Yeah, so innocent. <laughs> and I was, that was like the most thing I was embarrassed about. I was mm. like, I don't care about the period. I don't want mum to know that I'm putting my finger <laughs> in my vagina. It was, yeah. That's dirty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I wasn't, yeah, I definitely wasn't connected to my period like I am now. I mean, looking back on it, I was, it was just something that kind of came and went and I just like dealt with it. I was lucky I never really had horrific periods which so lucky yeah genetics play a huge part my mum had really easy periods so Mm. thank the lord uh but yeah now I I I love my period like I said I'm very blessed to have a pretty pretty easy period Mm. and I do like in saying that it doesn't just happen I do so much work around it like I said with the cycle sinking and making sure my diet is really as clean as it can be and just really looking after myself in the different phases of my cycle but yeah I I literally I congratulate my ovaries when I ovulate I'm like yes guys good job you did it <laughs> yeah you did it Which, no more for peg periods with the yeah, yeah yeah it's all back up and running <laughs> totally which I think is I know it makes you really yeah now I'm really connected to my body and my period Mm. and knowing where I'm at in my cycle it just yeah I feel like it's such a part of me rather than how you were saying before in terms of some people like rejecting their period Mm. it's like it's gonna happen every month well for most for most women Mm. it's gonna happen every month and yeah now I I really I really embrace it and I feel really empowered by it and it's almost like my superpower yeah so 
yeah, I think it's been a, just a game changer to actually just be like, okay, this is something I get every month. I really am going to hone in on this and focus on it. And yeah, like see how I can use it across the month to like literally use it as my superpower and just mm. you know, be my best self. Be my best self. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy that it hasn't been integrated into like the wellness sphere mm-hmm. and there's, you know, so many self-care practices mm. out there, like anything under the sun, but something that is a little bit more complex and a little bit more taboo, like your periods, is just not included in that. And that's like, I would say the most vital indication of your health 100 percent. yeah especially so as women much. yeah yeah well i think we can all thank Alyssa vitti who wrote the book um she's got the book woman code and her other one is um fifth vital sign the fifth no that no. is someone else she's got another book i can't believe the name has escaped me right now but yeah Alyssa vitti she's put in the show notes <laughs> yeah put in the show notes she's she's everywhere and she yeah she's really brought to the fore like the power of actually being in tune with like the four phases of your cycle Mm. and changing you know your hormones are changing so you can't as a woman like why should we live our life every day the same it's not standardized yeah yeah when all of these things are changing which is also it's amazing yeah so cool yeah it's it's really interesting because i the other day i found myself searching um trying to break the myth of man periods and I was like is that actually a thing like does how do the hormones change for guys yeah and it was saying like they're on a 24 hour cycle yeah but the interesting thing about it was that um they're they get like PMS or like moodiness when their testosterone is at their lowest right so they can kind of have PMS every single day they can get moody <laughs> which is really funny they right? can stop giving us a hard time yeah place. <laughs> absolutely yeah so, yeah, usually the testosterone, like, is highest at the beginning of the day mm. and then, like, just decreases during the day and by nighttime. I can really say that with my partner. He's just, like, in a completely different headspace to the morning and I don't think it's just from working. It's from a lot, yeah, from hormones. Yeah, well, I guess a lot of tradies are lucky because they start work early and they finish at, like, three. So yeah. it's, like, that almost works in tune with their cycle. Mm. But then it's, like, well, then can women maybe have, like, two or three days off of the month on the first few days of their period? Literally. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Like, yeah, at least two days. Like, the first two days of full bleeding can be such um, an intense time and mm. you can really lift that energy. And I think, yeah, if you had just like a couple of extra days in sick leave, that would be just incredible. We'd be so much more productive. Yep. Well, look, next Prime Minister, they can <laughs> please bring that into the work environment. We love that. <laughs> we need another woman. Yeah. Okay, Gina, my next question for you is, mm-hmm. uh, tell me a funny story of yours related to your, men- your period or your menstruation. <laughs> mm, yeah, okay. So this might sound really strange to some people, but throughout the first couple of years, I couldn't figure out how to wear a tampon. So <laughs> I just couldn't figure it out. Like I said, I got my period when I was 12. Yeah. Never had, you know put my finger up there or any had anything up there really and each time I try to put one up I must have been so nervous intense that I would get really dizzy and literally fainted fainted a couple of times like probably twice wow and I honestly just put tampons aside for the first couple of years and I was like stuff this 
I I'm just not one of those people that can put a tampon in. It's just if you not were fainting. For me. I would be like, uh, no, thank you for the tampon either. <laughs> Literally, like, never gonna have sex. Like, this is screwed up. <laughs> yeah. When you like before you fainted, was it like actually like the feeling of putting a tampon in, or was it like a fear thing? Like, what do you think made you faint? Um, well, looking back now, I think it was that I couldn't really figure out the maneuver. And the Uh, more I tried, the more, um, anxious I got about it. uh, And when you're tensing up, you're not letting anything (laughs) up there. Like, it's just, yeah, like you're creating like a barrier to anything that wants to get in. So I think it was just like really tightening up and every time I try to shove off something up there it was really painful and then it would start making me really like stressed out and dizzy and yeah and then (laughs) I painted my bathroom twice oh my god yeah like I was you know 12 or 13 when I did that so really really young and yeah I just feel really sorry for my (laughs) 12 year old self yeah it was yeah very stressful but um yeah looking back now I can definitely laugh at it yeah that's that's yeah wow but now you're fine aren't you oh come on (laughs) please now it's fine please Please. I've been doing this for 13 years come on Serena I got this yeah I'm still a virgin um (laughs) I've never had anything up there no I'm completely fine with them and even use menstrual cups now which are yeah yeah, much bigger than that, like at least like three times yeah, as big totally. as a tampon. So yeah. completely fine, but just had no like, no clue on how to do it, yeah. really. Well, we moved past that phase. <laughs> we got past it. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. My next question for you is, yeah, tell me a bit about you. Who are you, Serena? What brought you to this podcast? Who am I? Who are oh, you? So many facets to me, but we'll keep it short. Well, I guess what brought me to the podcast is I love podcasts, as you know. I love Mm. listening to them, listen to them all the time, almost. Like when I was going to and from uni, I, that was like a two and a half hour, two and a half hours of traveling. So Mm. almost three sometimes. So I would listen to so many podcasts on so many different topics. And yeah, it's a way that's like fun and interactive and yeah, you can learn a lot of things whilst not having to like necessarily read a book or listen to some in-depth science-y thing. So yeah, that's kind of, I guess, what brought me to wanting to create a podcast. And yeah, about me, I, I studied nutrition for three years last year at Endeavour College of Natural Health, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um, I honestly think like nutrition is the gateway to understanding yourself and your body and even like for your own personal development spiritual growth all of that because when you Mm, tune into your food you really tune into how it's making you feel and that kind of like it's literally a door to all these other things in your life absolutely and yeah I finished that last year so that was amazing and it wasn't really until earlier this year that I kind of fell in love with women's health and mm. I started learning a lot more about my own body and how disconnected I'd previously been from it um pretty personal but as as you know I went through a termination mm. around 2021 and I don't think up until this year I realized oh I guess towards the end of last year as well I didn't realize how disconnected it made me from my body mm. um and so it was huge just kind of 
trying to reconnect with my womb space and yeah I went did a whole lot of things like kinesiology acupuncture a lot of self-work and like a lot of education and learning which made me just yeah it just made me fall in love with women's health and realize Mm, that there's actually probably so many women out there that have had a similar experience Um, and I know you and I we've had like so many chats around wanting to create something and Mm -hmm. we both love podcasts so yeah we decided why not interview a whole bunch of amazing women and we've yeah we're gonna chat to so many great women I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it and yeah all these yeah these incredible women who can help us and help us ourselves and other women to understand their cycle and their period and yeah but I mean for me as being Serena I I love cooking I love being outside I absolutely adore my friends. I think of all of my friends as like a second family. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I'm sure you get little snippets of me and my little quirks as we go along <laughs> in our podcast creation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I'm beautiful. And yeah, Gina, tell on to my next question for you. Get right in there. <laughs> get, yeah, just get right in there. Um, how how did you feel about your first period compared to how you feel about it now? Yeah. Um, so I think mine was quite different to your experience. Mm. Um, I was actually one of the first people to get their period in my friendship group. Um, in fact, I was actually the first. Um, there was one girl before me who I was kind of friends with, um, but I didn't really hear anything about her experience. So I just kind of felt quite like I was just thrown in the deep end, didn't really know much about periods at all. Like I said, I was 12 and it just wasn't something I was taught about at school or even um, it wasn't spoken about at home either. Like I knew mm. my mum sometimes complained about this thing she had every month, but she would never really actually explain anything to me. Mm. So, um, yeah, when I actually, when I got my period, I got it on the, in the bathroom, in the toilet, which was really great, but it really took me some time to understand what this blood actually was. Yeah. Like it didn't really click because yeah. I just, it hadn't been on my mind. I just didn't, you know, I was a teenager, I wasn't even a teenager, I, yeah, I felt like I was just so far away from womanhood, like, you know, I remember we, in class, you know, in sports class, we'd always compare, like, boob sizes and stuff like that, and yeah. I just had nothing, you know, <laughs> like, I was, yeah, I was not mature in terms of, you know, like, like, body-wise, and, yeah, so I really gave myself a bit of a hard time, and was quite upset about getting my period. Yeah. And um, I think because of this beginning, I really did feel like it was quite a burden and almost kind of felt resentful yeah, of right. having to be a woman and having to deal with this every month, whereas guys just can, you know, they can just follow their activities every day like they please. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I definitely had a bit of resentment in terms of that and felt like it was kind of a bit of a curse to Mm. bleed each month like I just didn't really have a positive association with blood yeah um and just saw that as something that was quite painful because I Mm. did get PMS um quite a bit um but yeah fast forward to now um menstruation is actually something I do look forward to as well so yeah um I work with pretty high stress 
full job. So it's a time for me to check in with myself and see what my body and soul are craving. And it's just a really great reminder to be more gentle with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Take time to rest. Totally. Um, Yeah. So even though like I still have some menstrual cramps and some like moodiness around menstruation in the first couple of days, which has um, decreased a lot since cutting out some things and making some lifestyle changes. And, yeah, amazing. Yeah, cycle syncing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it's something, like, quite magical and raw and, yeah, like, more powerful um, rather than gross. Mm, I love so, that. Yeah, I, I really do celebrate this time of the month and, um, yeah, do look forward to it. Oh, which I is really nice. That. I know it's it's crazy to hear that like from yeah this whole journey yeah but yeah there's hope out there ladies so yeah, yeah. well <laughs> I can do what you can <laughs> yeah well I it would just be it'd be amazing to have you know majority of the population actually loving their period and being in tune with it and it's not this like devil every month to be mm. tot like just to be having anxiety about it coming and hating it and just being like oh my god it's coming it's here yeah yeah it's I guess that's another reason why we want to bring this we want to bring this to everyone and make them know that you can you know we've done it you can be you can be in tune with your cycle like we're absolutely living examples and it's I think it can be overwhelming at first but Mm. you've got to find what works for you and like what kind of methods work for you and who you want to learn off as well yeah like we as Serena said we listen to quite a lot of podcasts and I think that's a really great vehicle for us to yeah to really get started on these kind of things and learn mm. more so and it's a slow process but you know yeah. it's I mean nothing with nothing with natural health is like this easy quick fix it's not like yeah. popping a pill or something like that it yeah. takes time and it's yeah it's a whole lifestyle change which yeah, is amazing absolutely it's not a quick fix unfortunately but some things can be if you are just a bit more disciplined mm. such as um for me cutting up gluten or reducing gluten in the week leading up to my period in the week of yeah. has reduced my menstrual cramps so much incredible like any inflammation anti-inflammatory foods you can integrate and any inflammatory causing foods you can expel including alcohol are just yeah. gonna make it such a better time for you yeah so yeah if you don't know all this stuff like you just you know you might have painful periods your whole life yeah and painful periods are not normal they're not normal normal. (laughs) I was actually listening to a podcast on this and she was saying how painful periods might be really really common but it's not normal and I don't want everyone yeah I don't want the whole world to be thinking that you know having a having a painful period is normal just because it's so common to everybody absolutely just because something is you know normal in our standards doesn't mean it is the only way yeah and it's supposed to be that way so we're here to rewrite the story yes (laughs) absolutely um great so my next question for you is um why is it important to chat about periods no, we just went well, in that a little bit, but yeah. yeah, keep going. I mean, all the reasons we just just discussed. Yeah, but yeah, I think a lot of women they don't they don't openly discuss our, their periods. I know you'll be different because we talk about every possible taboo subject under the sun regularly. Obsessed, <laughs> obsessed. But yeah, I think so many women, especially in like these high corporate jobs that are high stress, and period might just be another thing on their plate they don't want to work through or talk about or think about. I don't have energy for. Yeah, mm. totally. But I mean, a woman will have 
her period around 450 times in her life like 450 it's not once or twice that Mm. you're dealing with it's 450 Mm. that's if you get your period (laughs) that's if you get your period Yeah. Yeah. yeah but um why yeah I guess like my biggest thing is like why bear and grin it when you can utilize it and understand it yeah. and be in tune with it and use it as your superpower, which yeah. is really cool. And, yeah, I think there's a lot of – well, there's not a lot. There's a lack of education in schools. Like, I know for me, in PDHPE, I mean, briefly we went over the menstrual cycle, but it was more like basically you don't have sex or you will get pregnant. There was no – like, I had no idea there were four phases to the menstrual cycle. Yeah. Like, no idea. It was kind of just period or ovulation, and that was it. And it's kind of – it's crazy because as women do get their period 450 times, mm. then why are we not being taught more about it in school and, yeah, educated? So I think just bringing it to the fore and, like, just even – like, even if all this podcast does for one person is just make them think about their period, mm. then, you know, I'm happy. Yeah. 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 We've definitely. Yeah, that's definitely we've something done, we're striving for. Yeah, we've, we've done one thing for them. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I think also it's so amazing that, like, as a woman, you can you can bleed and not die. You know, yeah. it's not... It's not well, sometimes it can be painful, but in yeah. different pain, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's yeah, it's it's so amazing, and I think women should be really educated about their period so they can then make informed choices around different methods of birth control. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not an advocate for the pill. I'm not gonna like. I think for some people, if they're informed and they use it, great. We're so lucky that we have that option, mm. and we do have all these other birth control options very grateful for them but I think if women were properly informed about their cycle and that they can use you know fertility awareness based based methods instead of something like a synthetic hormone contraceptive yeah then you know we could have a whole new class of like all these really empowered women Mm. that just are fully in tune with their cycle and understand it and I know for a lot of women it can be scary when they don't really understand their period and they can be really painful and hectic and it's just not a fun time. But if you can, I guess, like learn to support your period and work with it, then, you know, you can make that, you can reduce the intensity of all that, like PMS and all of those things. So, yeah, I think just like the chat about periods itself is just so important for for all of these reasons. And I mean, I was on the pill and I wasn't really ever educated around it properly. It was mm. just like, oh, this is going to regulate your period, which now from, you know, all the learning and research yeah. we've done, it doesn't regulate your period. <laughs> mm. It shuts the process down, which yeah. doctors, yeah, I mean, well, it, can, great, but... it can regulate it um, in the long term, but no, I don't know if it's, yeah, I don't know if, what actually happens in the background so yeah well basically what it's doing is like it it shuts down the communication between your brain and your ovaries Mm, so it's just kind of putting all of that on pause so I mean I was really lucky that when I did come off the pill I was on it for oh how long was I on it for maybe like six years that everything just kind of went back to normal and like that pathway between my ovaries and my Mm. brain kind of jump back on jump back on <laughs> but for some women it, it doesn't you know yeah, everything goes years. haywire so 
yeah, for women to kind of just know and understand it, then I think I think that's great. And also the fact that it's it's a taboo topic. No one really wants to talk about it. It's not an open conversation. The other day, I literally, oh, it was a classic. <laughs> I saw my trainer from the gym. Mm. He came into my work and he was like, oh, hey, Serena, like, are you training today? Are you training this week? And I was like, oh, I've actually, I've got my period and I'm just kind of trying this thing out where I don't really train because the gym I go to is quite high intensity interval yeah, training. Yeah, so, yeah. Wouldn't avoid that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so I told him this and he just was so awkward. Like, <laughs> period? <laughs> what? Yeah, he just looked <laughs> so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was like, you've got a partner. Like, you've had women in your life. Like, come mm. on. It's a thing that we all go through. And yeah, based on his reaction, I was like, wow, we just need to, <laughs> we need to be yeah. talking about it. I think it is really something that a lot of people do feel uncomfortable off even like you know dads and brothers and partners like they do if they're not they don't have education around it they still are very much freaked out by blood because blood is like this you know it's just associated with wounds and with you know totally. a lot of people don't like their own blood like totally. it's usually a reaction where you go into shock or you go into like you know you get really alert um 100% yeah so it's yeah it's interesting that um yeah, hard to change that narrative and trying to, you yeah, know, turn into something positive. Yeah, well, I think you know the first place is the conversation. Hundred percent. So yeah. yeah, here we are. We're, we're here starting. We are. <laughs> we're starting the conversation. And start the yeah, start the conversation with you know the men around you or yeah. those you know, those people who don't menstruate. Yeah. So that it doesn't have to be this hidden, secretive yeah. thing that women get up to each month. Yeah, it's not their secret witch power. It's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, I think you know why I think it's important to chat about periods is the chat. Just you know, bringing it to the fore and making people aware and just acknowledging it is so powerful, and it has absolutely. such a lead-on effect to wanting to understand it and mm-hmm. be educated on it and be in sync with it. And yeah, just get in touch with in touch with yourself. Absolutely, all for it. All right, I've got my next question for you, Gina. Hit me up. I, ooh, okay. Tell me a little bit about, give me a little bit of background about yourself and I guess what brought you to want to do this podcast. Mm, yeah, so um, a little bit about me. So I um, am in my mid-20s. We both are, actually. <laughs> Hello. And um, I'm a sustainability professional by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I live in beautiful Sydney beaches but Mm -hmm. I was actually born and raised in Berlin Um, little German baby yeah little (laughs) German baby and yeah the reason I bring this up is because I think this really like had a huge impact on who I am Mm. Um, especially growing up in a co-living space which is like a um, focused on community almost like a modern day kind of commune yeah um, and there I really kind of learned how to, you know, how to embrace diversity and, um, this whole time there was just like this strong sense of responsibility to care for nature and for each other, Yeah. which I really loved. And yeah, I think this had such a huge impact on my life and what I did as I went on to later study environmental studies and psychology and yeah, I really became fascinated through this with the connection between people and nature. Yeah. Um, especially throughout different cultures. Um, and then, yeah, I got involved in a lot of different research with Indigenous people, both here in Australia and overseas, because mm. I felt like 
they had a greater understanding of this and then you know most of us living here in a city yeah uh, in the west yeah um, so yeah and through this I, I soon became aware of the great part that menstruation actually plays in being connected to nature and you know in the sense of the environment around you but also um you know connection to your own nature mm. which is something that's so often overlooked when you look into um you know environmental science or when you look into um psychological research like in that connection is really oftentimes overlooked and yeah just not included yeah so yeah i really became fascinated with that and yeah just realized how special it can that connection can be especially for women and for nature yeah, i love that and yeah and it just has such an ability to heal each other yeah which is yeah which is amazing like obviously men can do the same but with women it's just that you know those similarities between nature and and um, women are just so much more strong you know in yeah. terms of reproduction you know fertility in terms of like your moon phases and mm. also the way that uh, both women and nature have been treated yeah. in you know in a patriarchal world yeah um, which I won't go into too much but, <laughs> but yeah I just save yeah. that for another day <laughs> save that for another day yeah um but yeah I just became really passionate about this topic and wanting to yeah. share a little bit more yeah I love um, that in some way yeah yeah I think as well you know when we can look at the stages of the cycle as your summer autumn winter spring mm. <clears throat> and that's yeah that's how that's how nature works exactly and you can sort of follow that pattern in your cycle which also mm. makes it really easy to remember and to understand because you know if you look at menstruation as like your your inner winter you know what are you wanting to do in winter you want to kind of come inside and like be a little bit more mm-hmm. introverted and yeah. have a bit more time downtime and rest and like hibernation almost so yeah yeah the, the whole being in tune with the environment and nature is yeah it's beautiful yeah and like one thing that really um you know that really made me understand this connection was um when I started listening to some podcasts around like um period sex and menstrual cups and um yeah, it kind of prompted me to use the blood that I collect to water my plants. Wow. And um, because it's such fertile blood. Yeah. And it was incredible. Like, it brought my pot plants back to life. They're, like, looking better than ever. Like, more, yeah. you know, it bloomed. Like, it was just so incredible to see that in such a short time frame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And that Amazing. Just, yeah. It just really demonstrates how unique this connection is. And yeah. Um, how we need to look after each other. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, it's it's a very healing thing. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So that's a little bit about me. Nice, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. My next question for you is, yeah, give me a funny period story. Oh, funny period story. Oh mm. my god, this one I like I'm still mortified by the thought of it. <laughs> yes, hit me up. <laughs> I don't know if it's more like funny or just like so embarrassing, but I I live at home with my dad and his partner and I'm so sorry if you're listening to this guys, but sorry, you didn't even know it happened until now. <laughs> but, Secrets out. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was in this I was having a shower at home and my I think I just had my tampon in for too long you know sometimes your body almost rejects the feeling of a tampon you're just like I need it out like it's getting really crampy Mm. and 
I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to... Oh, sorry, but said the F-bomb. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to take it out in the shower and I'll just leave it in the corner and when I finish having a shower, I'll pop it in the bin. Mm. And... Which I've never <laughs> done... Be- great. <laughs> I've never done before in my life and will never do again. But I remember I got out of the shower and I just put my towel on and I totally forgot that About I left it About this huge tampon. Yeah, and like I'd had it in for hours. It was a full tampon and it was sitting on the shower floor. Like how just dis- like... That's and not- it gets huge when it's been, huge. A, you know, yeah. lying in water. No one, yeah. fi- no one wants to find that, especially like my dad. Like, yeah. He does not want to come and find mm. that. And so I went about my day. I got ready. I think I was going to uni that day. So I got in the car and I went to uni and I just had this flicker of a thought and I was like, oh my God, my tampon is in the shower. Like, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to be home before anyone else would come home. So I was like, oh my God, I'm mm-hmm. so mortified. I was like, that is so unfair for someone to come home to and my tampon just be in the shower. <laughs> and so I called my, I called my dear, so good. my dear mum, who was just like, I literally have her name in my phone as Mother Teresa because she's such an angel. She and is. I, she doesn't, Can confirm. Yeah, she doesn't even live in the house. And I called her and I was like, Mum, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm just at home. And I was like, oh, my God, I have the biggest favour to ask you. I really need you to go to Dad's house. Like, this is not even her. This, You know, this is my house with my dad. This isn't her house. It's her ex-husband's house. <laughs> And she has a key. So she's I was committed. Like, she's committed. I was like, please, 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 can you go to the house? I've left my temple in the shower and I'm so mortified for my dad or my stepmom to come home and find it. And anyway, she <laughs> actually, she literally drove to the house. Like, I will, will never be so grateful for someone doing something for me. She drove to the house and she picked it up and she put it in the bin for me. And Amazing. <sighs> Yeah, note to future self. She has earned the name Mother Teresa. Don't (laughs) take a tamponite in the shower. Don't leave it there. Don't. Because you are going to forget. (laughs) You you are going to forget. And I Mm. just, oh my God, that feeling of just being mortified Mm. at the thought of someone coming home and just (laughs) seeing it in the shower. Like, I wouldn't want to come home to that. Like, that's the shower. Mm. And you can't really pick it up with, like, you know, toilet paper or something because it'll just go right through. Yeah, I know. It'll go right through. Yeah, that's my... uh, my funny period story and to <laughs> we've mom. all been there yeah to dad if you're listening i'm so sorry <laughs> but yeah you didn't have to you didn't have to deal with it but so. it's out of the cave <laughs> yeah that is out of the cave anyways moving on from that to my mm. next question to you gina <laughs> um what has been your biggest challenge in embracing your menstrual cycle Mm, yeah, getting a bit more serious from that yeah, yeah. story. <laughs> not leaving the tampon on the floor. <laughs> yeah, definitely not that. <laughs> um, so, like, obviously, you know, the tampon situation was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, something that happened in my mid-teens was a little bit, um, yeah, probably more of a challenge. So around this time, I started having really really long periods Mm. like on average 12 to 14 days yeah which is like pretty insane that's yeah a lot of bleeding time a lot of bleeding time you have your period literally every two weeks half the month yeah just to put it into perspective yeah um and so yeah this is something that was just so um draining on my body like I really know looking back I really noticed the change in me like I was really lacking um yeah, lacking energy, it's getting more introverted. Um, and because I was also vegetarian, 
this big blood loss actually led me to be- get mini- anemia yeah which wow. is then you know that kind of just perpetuates <laughs> yeah it's awful it just perpetuates the exhaustion yeah. and you know the lack of like mental energy and it's yeah that was a really really stressful time for me um especially because um the doctors couldn't find out what was going on yeah and um looking back i probably would have looked more at you know what my hormones were getting up to but that was just something that doctors didn't even think about well yeah. your average gp and um except for getting an x-ray done i actually didn't really get um you know referred to any specialist mm. so um after struggling with this for a year i was like fuck this i'm done like yeah. i want to be feel like myself again yeah of course and yeah it's, it was just a huge year i think it was like year 10 or something like that yeah such an emotional year as well like imagine being on your period all the fucking time <laughs> like emotional wreck <laughs> yeah <God. laughs> so bad and then yeah and then i, I did end up trying a few you know, trying a few supplements here and there, especially with like iron and those kind of things. But just it was just kind of managing some of the side effects. Yeah, I wasn't really getting to the issue, um, and because I was so desperate by this time, I ended up getting on the getting the pill. Yeah, and just taking that, and um, it was pretty incredible. Even though I'm not, I'm not an advocate for the pill either, but it really did change my life because it went from having, you know, those 12 to 14 day periods mm. to five day periods immediately. Mm. Like literally immediately, I just kind of got my life back and um, started, yeah, started feeling like myself again. And um, and then even after I, st- I stopped taking the pill a couple of years later, I, yeah, it stayed with five days and then started to kind of regulate. Yeah, wow. So, um, yeah, I guess maybe the regulation is not that it kind of does anything, but it, in terms of like helping your, men, you know, your menstrual cycle, it's more that it maybe put it on hold and yeah, yeah, led my you know my body regenerate and start from scratch. Yeah, well maybe yeah maybe when you came off it, your I guess your your brain your ovaries just had a better con- a bit or the ability to have a better connection yeah yeah absolutely and I guess I was you know I was 18 when I got off it so I was only in there for two years and um by that time I think your hormones are a bit more you know they chill out a little bit more so yeah you're not yeah a crazy teenager anymore well I think I also read or heard somewhere that it can actually take this could totally be wrong but it was somewhere about five years for that pathway between your brain and your ovaries mm to actually develop their strong connection yeah so when these girls get put on the pill as soon as they get their period age is like 13 14 it's really messing up with the brain's ability to connect to your ovaries and like send Mm. the adequate hormones yeah because straight up you're just like oh you're having issues let's quickly fix well not even fix it but let's just quickly put that on pause so you can (gasps) just think you're fine Yeah. (laughs) yeah absolutely and i wonder if then when you get off the pill you have to wait like about five years to get mm. those pathways to really mm. be effective yeah I, I i honestly think e- sure. every person differs yeah i mean some people come off the pill they get their period straight away some people yeah. come off the pill they don't get it for like two years so yeah, yeah everyone's just everyone's just different yeah, everyone's unique and yeah yeah i guess you know the pill can definitely help in those situations but there's also a lot of different um, alternative options now um, yeah now there's a lot more knowledge about it yeah. and a lot of, a lot more information is coming to the forefront and how to really manage these kind totally. of things and 
yeah, I think I would definitely go back in time and see a, a naturopath or mm. a nutritionist and see if we can work it out hormonally. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely my biggest challenge, I think. Well, amazing um, that you've sort of overcome, well, you have overcome. Oh, yeah, it's been a while now. It's yeah. great. <laughs> no more 12-day bleeds. <laughs> no more 12-day bleeds, please. Like, Good. Yeah, I think the longest is like maybe a week and that's like very, very um, rarely. And yeah. also... Yeah, really weak period. So it's completely fine. Yeah. Got this. <laughs> Good. Um, all right. My next question for you is why do you, did you want to create In Her Flow? So I know we touched on that a little bit, but yeah, yeah a bit more specifically. A bit more specifically. Well, mm. you and I had we, had, we had so many conversations around women's health and menstruation and creating something and... I know we spoke about creating period undies and a monthly mm. period box and yeah, we just kept on having all these brainstorming. ideas. Brainstorming, mm. yeah. And I think we both just realised that there just wasn't enough education around menstruation and it was taboo and people didn't want to talk about it. Mm. And when you did talk about it, people might look at, look at you a bit weird or people didn't understand issues around their period and what PCOS might be and how you yeah. can reduce PMS and it... Yeah, I think all of that combined, I was just we were just like, oh, we'll just make a podcast about it. Yeah. And yeah, just so you guys know, we we have no idea what we're doing in terms of creating a podcast. We're, we're just winging it. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're like walking through a blind cave, just figuring it out as we go. Mm. But at the end of the day, we're both I know we're both super passionate just about communicating our message and yeah, wanting to get you know women in their flow, get her in her flow. That's exactly yeah. why we created the name is we just want people to be comfortable in their skin and understand their Mm. periods and yeah I think for me even after doing like a whole nutrition degree and we did touch a lot on women's health I didn't really feel confident in my knowledge about women's health which is Mm. crazy because I'm a woman I bleed once a month and I I still didn't fully understand it and I know that I wasn't you know I'm definitely not alone in that yeah so yeah, we just want to create this platform and provide education and to, to women and I guess men as well who want to tune in. That's amazing. So yeah. much so much power to the men who want to listen. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in if you Yeah, <laughs> and also just make it fun and like I said before, chat to some amazing women out there doing all the good things in the women's health community. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's honestly like our birthright to understand our cycle. And like I said before, we have like 450 periods in our lifetime. So huge amount. It's great. And also, yeah, shedding light on the fact that periods don't always have to be horrible and that they can Mm. be this really amazing thing that you can embrace. And it doesn't have to be a horrible experience riddled with PMS. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, as 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 being a nutritionist, I really understand the power of you know, diet and lifestyle on influencing your health. Mm. And I guess I want women to know that, you know, super simple changes can dramatically, dramatically influence your cycle. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, just for women to embrace their periods and become more connected to themselves and, yeah, In Her Flow is the platform that we want to, yeah, get the word out there for people. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's great that we are coming you know, into this space from such different backgrounds and such different yeah, perspectives. And totally. Yeah, while we both have, you know, such 
we were both brought up with I think a lot of natural medicine and yeah um you know alternative lifestyles and things like that but yeah I guess like our, our fields are just so different and they yeah. both are relevant and they're 100%. so yeah it's yeah it's interesting to see the different yeah what we can do with the different perspectives yeah definitely yeah. it's very exciting yeah and I guess on that note Jane what do you what do you like most about your period mm, what do I like most about my period yeah, I think that my favourite thing is really the, that it's a time of shedding and releasing yeah. everything um, that you've been holding on to for the last month. Um, so I mean that by every aspect of, you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Like I just think it's such a beautiful time to release everything yeah. and to almost like renew yourself a little bit or to let go of things that no longer serve you. Like it's yeah. just such a regenerative time. It's like... Yeah, it's like imagine if you are yeah, coming up from, you know, winter and you're just so excited to start getting more out in the sun and totally. you're just so full of energy. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's just really that feeling of, um, yeah, really being able to to be, you know, to be active and mm. to really, yeah, take care of your body mm. in that time and then so you can improve. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Mm. Love that for you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Love that for you too. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, that leaves us with, oh no, second last question. Um, what is the biggest challenge you faced? <sighs> the biggest challenge by far has been, I think actually, so I... I honestly think it's energetic and being really disconnected from my mm. womb space. I put, yeah, I guess I, I kind of put that down to developing PCOS. I'm, I mean, things happen biochemically, but I was and still am slightly battling with PCOS. Um, it's interesting because I have a pretty perfect period, but it's more so surrounding issues with like hirsutism and insulin levels, which I try to stay on top of. But I think initially it caused me so much grief and so Mm. much upset and frustration and not trusting my body. I was having like bouts of like cystic acne. I wasn't able Mm. to lose any weight. Like I wasn't able to shift any weight, which was not that I have a lot of weight to shift, but it was just frustrating, you know, like nothing Yeah, and you were working out a lot. Yeah. Like a lot more than I was. (laughs) Yeah. I was changing Mm. so many things in my diet, my lifestyle, my nutrition. Um, And it it just, it really made me not trust my body. I was like, what is going on? I am a nutritionist. I'm doing all the nutrition things right. I'm doing all the exercise things right. Lifestyle right. What is going on? And I just, yeah, it was like, I just started hating my body. And I was like, Mm. fuck you. Why should I trust you? Like, you're not, you you know, I'm treating you well, but you're not doing anything for me in return, which is frustrating. Yeah. Putting so much in for nothing. Yeah. Well, for very little. Yeah. A hundred percent. And... Yeah, I think that that's been a massive challenge. And I think for me, it's been really coming into myself and like regulating my stress levels and doing a lot of like inner work and kinesiology and meditation and cycle thinking, which is totally transforming everything for me. And Mm. yeah, I'm very excited to go and get bloods done and sort of see where I'm sitting in terms of the spectrum of being on PC of having PCOS. So yeah, that's been my biggest challenge so far 
Yeah, wow. How crazy though that like you have probably the easiest period or like the most consistently easiest period yeah. out of all of our friends. Yeah. And you have PCOS, like it's just insane. It almost doesn't make sense. Yeah, it so, really doesn't. I don't know. I'm just putting it down to having like strong vitality. <laughs> but yeah, yeah there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stress inside my body. So we're really trying to work on that. Yeah. Well, how could it not be, you know, living... Growing up in, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world mm. here in Sydney. and Totally. It's just, yeah, a lot of expectation and such a busy lifestyle. It's, it's oh, hard to fully my, relax. I'm doing the busy yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> same. Well, yeah, I guess my busyness is more my work. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And around that, I'd really track in trying to really, yeah, take a lot of time for myself. Yeah. Which is hard living in like a share house and things. So it's totally. just always trying to find like little ways to kind of make yeah. time for you. Yeah. It's an ongoing project for sure. Ongoing project. Yeah. It is definitely. But yeah, we're we're here to create the conversation, so it's exciting. And Absolutely. my oh, final question for you, Jeannie, mm. is why do you think it's important for us to chat about periods? Whilst yeah. we're on the topic. <laughs> yeah, whilst we're on the topic. Um, yeah, great question. I yeah, I think I touched on this before, but I just think periods are such a crucial indicator of our health. Yeah. Especially, yeah, as women, obviously. And I think this is really, really misunderstood in Western culture, or at least here where we grew up. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's just so important to educate ourselves as well as, you know, non-menstruating people as well to remove the shame around periods and to start understanding the cyclic nature of women, which is really not well represented in western society you know nope. <laughs> yeah not at all we go through a 24-hour cycle um we work the same amount of hours each week um for those who are full, full-time employees yeah um and it's just something that's really really hard for women and yeah like as you said the menstrual cycle has periods where you really should be resting especially the period the phase leading up to your period and the um, the week of where you're menstruating so yeah that's really in contrast with that go-go mentality that a lot of us have here and like you know being a boss lady and being yeah. you know kicking goals and all of those things that are really fed into you and 100%. that you really yeah. yeah and there's a lot of there's so much pressure around it and about what it means to be successful and that busy is good and that that's what you should be striving for and it's just so celebrated um, when it should really be quite different for women. Mm. Women just can't... Well, they can keep up, but at what costs? Totally. Yeah, it's just... It's so... Yeah, it's just imperative to your health. Yeah, I could not agree more. Yeah, and... Yeah, I just really think that by talking about it and by creating that awareness around, you know, not just around women, but also with everyone, mm. is that it's going to be something that's going to be considered in society a little bit more and that it's going to be yeah. something that women feel comfortable sharing and um I think we're on our way definitely on our way yeah yeah Yeah. but I think you know anything that shape that you feel shame around it's just like so detrimental to your health Mm, and it's something that definitely doesn't need to be shamed yeah you know we don't need to feel shameful if we have sanitary products if you buy them at the store if we have them at work you know I feel like we should be comfortable talking about it at work and we should be comfortable saying hey I'm menstruating this week um can Give I me a break <laughs> yeah yeah literally it's like can I do my meetings next week can I yeah. have this deadline next week like I just um, need to do some things which are a little bit more um well 
yeah, a little bit more gentle with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Which I hope I really do hope that it gets incorporated into the world, which I think it will. But yeah, we're we're it's a, yeah, we're on our way. We're definitely on definitely our way. Definitely on our way. It's a lot yeah. More to chat about it now. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our final question. Mm. Mm, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Serena, what do you wish you knew when you were younger about menstruation? What advice would you give yourself? I would... I actually wish I understood the importance of the menstrual cycle and what goes on mm. across the month. Yeah. I don't know if my 13-year-old self would have listened or, like, really cared. Probably not. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think after... Like, I know this was, this was only, like, what, five years ago. But I think after, like, going through a termination, I was so afraid of getting pregnant. It was, like, Mm. this crippling fear. Absolutely. And I didn't actually understand how women got pregnant or how to track when you're ovulating and Mm -hmm. fertile or even when that part of your period is. And I really wish that we were taught that in school about, you know, actually understanding the menstrual cycle and how you get pregnant and that there are these four four stages of the cycle. So girls didn't have so much fear around it. I, yeah, um, it was very much fear-based rather than like empowering. Totally. Mm. And I don't, I, I don't think I'm the only girl that, you know, feared getting pregnant and that if you, I don't know, the only way to protect yourself was to wear a condom or don't have sex or to be on birth control. Mm, and there's this whole other stigma around all of those pieces, like condoms, um, the pill and all those other contraceptions as well. So there's not really a great option out there. Yeah, totally. I just wish, yeah, I, I just really wish we were given a lot more education and understanding totally you know about menstruation and the cycle and yeah even just being proud of my period I think when we were younger it was like oh you've got your period like gross oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and also just to not be afraid to chat to my friends about it and yeah I guess like to express and share our experience of it yeah, I think that's just like such a big piece of um, not being afraid of something or just, yeah, embracing it, right? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Now it's, you know, better late than never, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And here we are, you know, trying to share it with hopefully younger girls. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. We hope you loved our first little introduction to us. Thank you for joining us in this week's episode on the In Her Flow podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review if you loved this podcast episode. Even better, share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from this information. Our mission is to normalise period talk and help women to tune in with their cyclical bodies. See See you next week. Thank you for joining us in this week's episode on the In Her Flow podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review if you loved this podcast episode. Even better, share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from this information. Our mission is to normalise period talk and help women to tune in with their cyclical bodies. See See you next week. week.